Welcome to the Calm Mom Podcast, the show for ambitious women ready to get off the hot mess express. I know you've got a lot going on. You work so hard. You're raising an incredible family, and sometimes it can be overwhelming. I'm your host, Michelle Grosser. I'm a certified master life coach, attorney, wife, and mom. And years ago, I was right where you are. I was running a busy law practice while raising a family, and I was on the fast track to burnout. I thought I just needed to be more organized or have better routines, but it was learning how to heal and regulate my nervous system that expanded my capacity to gracefully hold more of this big, beautiful life. You too are worthy of an extraordinary life in and beyond motherhood. Learning to be a calm, anchoring presence in your home and at work is going to be your superpower. If you're here to do the inner work that brings a sense of calm amidst the chaos, I'm here to join you on that journey. Each time you press play, your growth continues. So let's get at it. Hey, hey, welcome to the Calm Mom Podcast. Michelle Grosser here, your master coach. Welcome. I thought over the next few episodes, the next three episodes, it would be good, beneficial, interesting for us to take a look at the different signs of nervous system dysregulation that show up. I think sometimes when we think of nervous system dysregulation, we just think of like emotional volatility or anxiety. Um, And those are signs that our nervous system is dysregulated, but there are so many more. So I've broken them up into three main categories. So today we're going to go over some of the mental signs that our nervous system is dysregulated. And then over the next two episodes, we'll go over the emotional signs. And then we'll also go over the physical signs. So the mental signs, emotional signs, and physical signs that our nervous system is dysregulated. And the reason why I think that this is important is because it's all about awareness right? It's all about awareness. And I know I talk about this a lot, but it's because it's so important. We cannot do anything about stuff that we don't know exists, right? If I don't know, I am dysregulated in my nervous system, in my body, then there's nothing I can do about it. There's nothing I can do about it. I was actually teaching um, a seminar this morning to a group of business professionals, all about nervous system regulation. And I was explaining to them that over 95% of the ways in which we show up every single day are unconscious. They're unconscious. They're things like our patterns and our habits and our paradigms and our beliefs. All of those things run 95% of our thoughts and our feelings and our behaviors, right? The words, the actions we take, all of that. 95% of it is unconscious. It means we can't do anything about it. So we want to grow in our consciousness. We want to grow in our awareness of what's going on inside of us, what's going on around us. So then, I always, again, I say it all the time, but I say awareness precedes choice, right? We cannot intervene in a world that we cannot see. So once we have this awareness, oh man, this is a sign that I'm dysregulated, then I can go to my toolbox of regulation resources, the things that I know that help me 
to regulate and return my nervous system to that homeostasis to grow in my resilience and return to regulation. I have a free resource um, called Regulated. It's basically just, I don't know, I think two or three sheets with a bunch of nervous system regulating resources. If you guys DM me at michellegrosser.coach, just the word regulated, I will get that in your hands. And it's a great tool. It's a great starting point for exercises that can help upregulate your nervous system. So when you're feeling kind of blah, down, numbed out, spaced out, procrastinating, burnt out, you can use upregulating resources. And then also on the flip side, if you're feeling super activated or anxious or irritable or angry and you want to downregulate and calm your nervous system, you can use some of those downregulating resources. So again, I have it. Just send me a DM with the word regulated and I'll get that in your hands. So today we're going to go over five mental signs that you might be dysregulated in your nervous system. So the first one is brain fog and trouble concentrating. I know for me that shows up the most when I don't get a good night's sleep and I wake up super dysregulated and all day long it feels like I'm living in a fog. Like nothing just seems clear. I have a hard time focusing on my tasks. I can read like an email four times and then be like, okay, this time I'm really going to read it because I still have no idea what it said. Um, I have a hard time being clear in my communication. I find that I'm just like staring at my screen when I'm working. Um, All of these signs, these symptoms of brain fog and trouble concentrating are signs that your nervous system is dysregulated. Signs that it's not functioning at capacity, right? In your learning brain where you have access to all of your mental faculties, but that something is going on. You're probably in some sort of free state um, where you're just feeling like you're living in a fog and you're having a really hard time concentrating. That's a sign of nervous system dysregulation. So that's number one. Number two is an inability to relax. (laughs) We are so stinking good at being perpetually busy. Like not only is that rewarded by our society, right? Like, oh, she's hardworking or like we feel so good when we start ticking off everything on our to-do list and we feel accomplished and we run ourselves ragged, we run ourselves to burnout for the sake of productivity. I say that in quotes, right? Productivity. And it's actually a stress response. Being busy, being perpetually busy is actually an exercise in avoidance. So, so often when we find ourselves really finding deep discomfort in slowing down, The idea of slowing down, the act of slowing down, like the idea of slowing down actually causes you to become anxious, (laughs) right? Sitting there with nothing to do but your thoughts with yourself, with no music and no radio and no TV and no social media. If the idea of just sitting in stillness is so foreign to you and for some reason feels scary to you, it's very likely that you are stuck in a fight or flight stress response that is keeping you activated and on the go and perpetually busy. And what happens is that when you are perpetually busy, 
when you're running on fumes, right? When you're just go, go, go all the time, your body is constantly in an activated state and it's releasing the chemicals and hormones into your body that is re- that are released when you're in a fight or flight situation, which means that you're constantly being fed cortisol and adrenaline and all of these different things that would activate you if you were actually under a real threat. But because your body is perceiving some sort of threat that it's not safe to slow down, it's not safe to relax. If you were raised in a home or by parents who also rarely slowed down and being a hard worker was really rewarded, if that was, you know, the understanding that that's how you got anywhere in life and that's how you accomplished anything and that's how you gained value or status it would make sense that it would be really hard for you to slow down. So your body thinks that there's a perceived threat out there and it will not, it will be so uncomfortable to slow down. So if you find that that's you, if I'm speaking to anyone and you're listening and you're like, yeah, she's totally calling me out right now. I do not know how to relax. My friends, that's just a sign that your nervous system is dysregulated, that you have some healing to do there, some releasing to do there some regulating to do there and some rewiring to do there so that your body doesn't perceive stillness and rest as a threat. Slowing down doesn't seem so scary. I've got a question for you. Do you sometimes feel like you're more sensitive than other people? Does the routine stress of life just feel overwhelming? Maybe sometimes you feel like you could just tap out or run and hide. Are you really creative? You got this great imagination. Or maybe you feel like you're disconnected from your body or like you're a misfit here on earth. You might have thought that's just how you are. All these things are just part of your personality, but they're actually coping mechanisms that you've picked up over the course of your life and they're having a huge impact on how you show up, especially in this motherhood journey. Are you curious to know more? You've got to take my personality patterns quiz. Here's what's going on. When you were a child, whenever an experience overwhelmed your nervous system, you subconsciously built a defense against that overwhelm. Over time, those defenses became a habit, then they became a pattern. Now, as an adult, what we think of as our personality is often this defense pattern running the show. It's interesting, right? There are five personality patterns. They're not personality types like the Enneagram or the Myers-Briggs, but rather they describe the safety strategies that you immediately go to when you start to feel overwhelmed. They don't describe who you are, but rather what is blocking who you are. The good news is that once you take my quiz and learn about your pattern, you can learn skills to break out of that pattern and live and parent your kids as your true and authentic self. Click on the quiz link in the show notes or go to michellegrosser.com slash quiz now to take my two-minute personality pattern quiz. Number three is hypervigilance. If you are someone who can go down a deep rabbit hole on WebMD every time you get a sore throat or a pain in your side, or if you're hypervigilant in other scenarios, maybe you check locks or... Um, you're someone who doesn't, you know, makes is very, very, very particular about the things that you eat or your children eat, or you're very uncomfortable with them. 
I don't know, going down the slide at a playground, or you're just always on alert, always on alert. You're always scanning for danger. You're always scanning for threats. That is a sign that you're also in a stress response. That is a sign that your nervous system is dysregulated. And what's happened in this case is that your body has likely um, collapsed, right? So something that was once unsafe, maybe an event happened, maybe someone got sick, maybe you you were a kid, something scary happened, maybe your parents threatened you or told you these scary stories or something to try to keep you safe. And what's happened is that there's been an association with whatever was scary in your past experience to your day-to-day life now. So the two have collapsed into one. So taking your kids to the park or having a pain in your back are not in and of themselves things that a regulated person would necessarily worry about or lose sleep over, or have ruminating thoughts about, or play on a loop, or be really fearful, or bring up anxiety, and causes hypervigilance. But if you've had life experiences that are related, right, and again, maybe this is unconscious, that are related to what you're currently experiencing, it would make sense that your nervous system, your relevancy radar, is on high alert. And you're constantly scanning for danger, you're constantly scanning for threats, you're constantly scanning if you're being followed or if your kids are about to get hurt or if someone's angry at you or whatever it is, if you notice that you are hypervigilant and tend to worry excessively, it's likely a sign that your nervous system is dysregulated. Number three. Okay, now number four. Number four is if you notice that you are dissociating. And dissociation is a trauma response. It is a coping mechanism. And it's essentially our body's protective measure um, in a couple different ways. One, when we dissociate, it may be a way to avoid pain. So if something is happening that is very painful and it's overwhelming to our nervous system, we can dissociate and kind of separate and check out and cut off our mind from our body, our being from our body, right? Our soul from our body in order to lessen the pain. We can do that to help us cope. It's a coping strategy. It's also something that our body might do, right? To dissociate, to, to check out, to tap out if we're in need of rest. So if you find yourself dissociating, how does that look in, in everyday life? Well, it might be that You're just scrolling mindlessly on social media, right? You realize it's been half an hour, 40 minutes, an hour, and you've just been mindlessly scrolling. That's numbing out. If you find that you tend to go for an extra glass of wine in order to help you relax and check out, that's numbing out. If you find that you can binge Netflix and watch, you know, three, four hours worth of TV and just zone out, that's (laughs) numbing out. If you find that um, you're really disconnected with your body in the sense of like, you know, you can work all day and you look up and it's 2 p.m. and you're like, holy crap, I haven't even had lunch yet today. That's a form of dissociation because you're disconnected from the needs of your body. The same thing with hydrating yourself, right? If you find that you don't notice when you're dehydrated or you're not aware of your body's thirst, thirst, um, what is it? like if you're thirsty, 
that's a sign that you're not in tune with your body. You might feel like you're actually not feeling much of anything at all. Like you just kind of feel numb, like you're not experiencing joy, but you're also not experiencing anger. You're just kind of blah and riding this like hanging out phase. Um, That can be a sign of dissociation. There's so many different ways that we can experience dissociation and numbing out. And if you're aware of any of these, if you become aware of any of these, it's a sign that your nervous system is dysregulated and that you need to, or you now have a choice, right? You have the awareness and now you have a choice to do something about it and bring your body back to a regulated state, grow that resilience of your nervous system. And then finally, number five today, the fifth mental sign of nervous system dysregulation is procrastination. Procrastination. I think sometimes, well, maybe I'll speak for myself. Oftentimes for myself, when I'm, before I had this awareness and started learning about my nervous system and doing this kind of work, so what, 10 years ago, when I would procrastinate, I was so hard on myself. And I was like, I thought it was a willpower thing. I thought it was a discipline thing. I thought it was a motivation thing. I was like, Michelle, what is wrong with you? Like, get this done. And even though everything in me wanted to, in my headspace, wanted to and knew it needed to be done and knew it actually wouldn't be that bad, I could not for the life of me get my body to actually do it. Like there was such a disconnect there. So if you find that you tend to procrastinate and there's certain things that you're realizing that you're putting off or avoiding, you're out of integrity with yourself because you said you would do something and then you don't do it because you're procrastinating, that is a telltale sign that your body is in a freeze response, one of the stress responses, and that you need to do some work to regulate your nervous system to gently move it out of that freeze response and into a a regulated space where you can then, you know, do the thing you've been avoiding or at least take a better look at it and be like, hey, what is it here that's causing me to want to distance myself or to want to avoid it altogether, right? What's going on here? I have that awareness. I can either do the dang thing or I can have a better understanding of what's going on and I don't feel like I'm just forcing, forcing, forcing um, or avoiding, avoiding, avoiding. Okay, so there you have it. Five mental signs of nervous system dysregulation. Brain fog, trouble concentrating. Number two, an inability to relax if you are perpetually busy. Number three, hypervigilance. You're always worrying, you're ruminating. Number four, you find that you dissociate and you check out and tap out and numb out from your body. And then number five, the fifth mental sign of nervous system dysregulation is procrastinating. All right, if you resonated with any of these, make sure to DM me, regulated. I'll get you that regulation resource um, tool. We'll put it in your hands so you can start working on some of those. And if you would like some one-on-one support, I do still have a couple coaching spots open for the summer. So go ahead, click on the link in the show notes below. You can book a free 30-minute discovery call with me. I would love to hear more about what's going on for you, how nervous system dysregulation is showing up. And give you some ideas about how you can go about supporting the healing of your nervous system, improving your neurological fitness, and how I might be able to support you along the way. All right. I love you guys so much. I will talk to you soon. Bye. If you love mommy's polygraph, 
leave a review. If you enjoyed this episode, it would be so awesome if you could take a moment to subscribe and rate the podcast. And if you have just a few more seconds to leave a quick review, they really help to get this podcast out to other moms like you. I read every last review and trust me, when it's late at night or early in the morning before my kids get up and I'm working on bringing you all of this content, your reviews are what keep me going. Leaving a review is truly the best way you can thank me. And of course, DM me on Instagram. I love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to another episode. Head over to the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at michellegrosser.com where you'll find free resources and more ways to connect with me. If you love the show, share it with a friend. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you next time.